All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to a Black Friday edition of Daily Faceoff Live, coming to you live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, as well as on our Twitter and our Facebook pages. Tyler Yeremchuk and Matt Larkin with you for 30 minutes of Hockey Talk. Matt, a couple Canadians. So yesterday was just a normal Thursday for us. But again, a happy Thanksgiving to all of our American viewers and all of our Americans on staff as well. And today, of course, Black Friday, you crushing out some Christmas shopping? I am trying to, but for me, I was just saying this to you before the show, it's complicated for me because I have every member of my family also born in December. So that credit card is working overtime on Black Friday. Uh, and uh, here's to open. We're not working too much overtime over the holiday season, but let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock and start with some sad news, actually, that we got yesterday as uh, the hockey world lost a giant member of its community in Biore Salming, who passed away at the age of 71. Um, heartbreaking stuff, Matt. But when you think back to the moments we got with Salming and Leafs fans and his teammates over the last couple of weeks, that's kind of heartwarming to me, the way he was able to have one last farewell with the guys he played with those players he had such a big bond with and also Leafs fans. I think that's bang on and it really mattered. I did speak this morning with Daryl Settler, his very close friend, of course, teammates from a lot of those Leafs teams, especially in the 1970s, Hall of Famers, both of them. And I know Daryl said, you know, we saw Daryl during those broadcasts was very emotional and he explained it, that Borja Salming's family said that this meant the world and it was the happiest he had been since his diagnosis of ALS. And there was a degree of closure there. There was Hall of Fame weekend with three Swedes going into the Hall of Fame. Of course, the Leafs starting six Swedes on the ice in that game to start their, their lineup that night. So there was a degree 
of closure and peace there, which I do think means a lot. And as, as Daryl Sittler put it, of course, it's extremely sad, but there was also something to be proud of the way he was celebrated. And he is one of the legends of the game. As Sittler told me this morning, he thinks he's right there with the giants on defense that overshadowed him in that era. Denny Potfam, Bobby Orr, Larry Robinson, in the mind of his own teammates and a lot of hockey fans as well, Salman was right there, one of the very best of his generation. It kind of reminds me of how maybe we'll remember Shea Weber someday, somebody who was always right there regularly, an all-star team member, and regularly there in the Norris Trophy vote, never actually won it, but was always just, just below a couple of greats that were sort of playing at the same time. But absolutely an icon of the game and, and someone who broke a lot of barriers. One of the first Swedes to play in the NHL took a lot of abuse out there from North American players who were testing him and he, he withstood it all. Yeah, and, and some great stories that have come out about Salming. One of my favorites is when he played on uh, for Team Sweden in Toronto, and he was so surprised to hear the big ovation that Leafs fans had given him, but an absolute warrior. And, I mean, living up to that right up until the end, like his trip to Toronto, that took a lot of guts for him to come over one last time as well. For sure. And just what he had to endure, it was a long flight. It was two connecting flights from Stockholm, then getting himself to Toronto. And he had oxygen with him. He had a feeding tube connected to his stomach. He had a special machine that had to keep him from choking. So he had various apparatuses that were just making sure he could stay alive for that trip. That's how much it meant to him. And it's sort of a testament to just the type of person he was. This is someone who once got 250 stitches in his face and then did a post-game interview not long afterward. One of the toughest players ever to lace him up. The hockey world remembers Boris Salming, 71 years old, an absolute warrior, Matt. And as we move away from that, and there will be plenty more tributes for Salming, and you have your piece up with Daryl Settler at dailyfaceoff.com, let's turn our attention back to the NHL, where there was no games last night, but it was American Thanksgiving, kind of the 25% mark of the regular season, and we're kind of starting to learn what we have in a lot of teams around the league, which means we also know what a lot of teams don't have, Matt, and that's kind of the uh, spark for this second topic here in our show. It's Black Friday shopping. And we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. If you could buy a Black Friday gift, make a Black Friday purchase for any team in the East, what would it be? I am purchasing uh, many sets of earplugs for the Philadelphia Flyers players because they are surely hearing it from John Tortorella right now. They have lost eight games in a row. And we know how it works with John Tortorella. When it's working, when your team's performing well, he's a motivator. He, he is sort of that taskmaster who can get the most out of his players. A lot of teams that didn't have that much talent, he wills them into the playoffs. But when things go south and you got John Tortorella in that dressing room, I think you're trying to hide under a garbage can or whatever you can do because his wrath, we all know how powerful it is. I remember talking to Cam Atkinson before the season, and he was saying Tortorella is a pretty hardcore guy. He writes everyone a letter. I said, wait, wait, he writes everyone a letter before the season? And he said, yeah, a handwritten letter with all this motivational talk for each player. He's just an intense dude. And it's interesting, Cam Atkinson I was asking him, are you the torts whisperer? And he laughed. And he has not been in the lineup all year. He's been hurt. And I think they've really needed him, not just for his goal scoring, but also to sort of bridge the gap and help players sort of translate torts speak when he's just breathing fire. So I wouldn't want to be a Flyers player right now. I'd be a little afraid. Yeah, that, that is a great one. You you picked something that you can literally buy, earplugs. I'm going to pick something that maybe you can't literally buy. But I would like to purchase a time machine for the New Jersey Devils. And no... I don't want them to go back in time at all. I don't think any Devils fan does. Instead, I would imagine this Devils team would like to just fast forward right to the playoffs with the way they're playing right now. We always talk so much leading into the postseason about how you want to be playing your best hockey right at the end of the year. 
Well, my concern would be if I'm on the Devils, if I'm a Devils fan, that we might be playing our best hockey right now. And I do not want to risk anything going wrong over the final, you know, 60 some games of the regular season here. I would like to get a time machine for that team, pick them up the way they're currently playing, bring them right to game one, round one of the Stanley Cup finals and see if this team is legit in the playoffs, Matt. I think that's a good point. And we're going to see the New Jersey Devils tested now that their invincibility streak is over. We saw how they responded and how their fans responded to their first adversity in almost a month it was, right? They lose that game, a few controversial goals. There's fans throwing stuff on the ice. You lost one game. You just won 13 in a row. Take it easy, Devils fans. And that makes me worry about the toughness of that fan base going forward. There will be more losses. There will be some bad goals. So let's see how the Devils respond now if they start losing more games. All right, we're going to keep this same kind of topic rolling here and move over to the Western Conference. So same thing, Matt. Who's a team you're looking at in the West and going, they, they, they could make an astute purchase here on Black Friday. Okay, this purchase is going to be expensive. I know that Ted Williams is the athlete famous for getting himself cryogenically frozen. I'm going to pretend that there is a version, a variant, if you will, of Curtis Joseph from the late 1990s that is cryogenically frozen. The Edmonton Oilers can pay whatever it takes to thaw him out, bring him back to copper and blue because they're not getting what they needed of Jack Campbell. I don't know if they've ever, if they've had a true go-to goaltender since Cujo was at his absolute peak, willing them to win playoff series. Yes, you had your moments from guys like Tommy Salo, of course, Dwayne Rolison. We know what happened in 06. But just that rock who's there every single year who can carry you, we know Campbell has not been it. And Stuart Skinner has shown well so far, but the sample size is small. So I'm dreaming of the days when you could rely on Cujo. And when he, when he was an X factor, he could give you an advantage, even if you were the supposed underdog going into a playoff series. The Oilers do not have that in the crease anymore. And it's upsetting, I think, to Oilers fans. Yeah, and if, if that was possible, Matt, I would imagine a GoFundMe put together by Oilers fans would, would raise the money pretty quick because they would all agree with you on that. I got a couple, and I, I wasn't sure which one I was going to go, so I'll spit them both your way. I'm going to stay in Alberta for one. You know, building a new arena can be expensive. So maybe the Calgary Flames can use Black Friday. You know, you need a lot of TVs in a new rink. Maybe you get a good deal on some concrete or whatever, but you got to get this new arena going. I've made a couple of trips to the Saddle Dome already this year, and every time you go there, it's like, boy, there is an NHL team playing in this rink. And we, everyone laughed at the Mackenzie Weger video over the summer of him walking through the locker room and how brutal that looked as well. But that's kind of low-hanging fruit. A second one I'll throw your way I don't know who the Seattle Kraken would have to pay to let this happen, but maybe they would get a better deal paying someone off to get a rule change on Black Friday. They need an exemption for Shane Wright to stay in the American Hockey League. Three goals in two games for the fourth overall pick since he went down to the to, uh, to Coachella Valley. That's where he should be. That is the best spot for his development. I know we've beaten that to death over the last month. It's not exactly a hot take, but maybe the Seattle Kraken can find a Black Friday deal on throwing some money somewhere to get a little rule change done in the NHL. Flames Arena, right to stay in the AHL, Matt. I think they're both great picks. I know for the media, especially, that it's sort of a, a scary experience doing the catwalk at the Saddle Dome yeah. if you're afraid of heights. But I really like the Shane Wright take. And I do wonder if down the road we'll see some discussions about some rule changes because we got a taste of it during the pandemic when the rules were temporarily bent. You had the player like Seth Jarvis who was able to go to the AHL before he went back to major junior, got some crucial experience. Because when you get sort of that quad A player who's too good to keep playing in major junior, you're not going to learn anything, but you're not quite good enough for the NHL, you got to be in the AHL, even if you're a teenager. So I'm with you all the way. Yeah, I, I think the easy solution would be 
every team's allowed to have one first round pick. Your first round pick from the year prior, if you want him in the American League, he can play there. I would imagine the CHL would disagree with my take on that, though, which is kind of funny when it's a league who says our our priority is developing players. Unless they're not going to be in our league, then our priority is just having the player, even if it's not best for their development. Uh, anyways, we'll move along here to our regular Friday segment. It is buy a beer, Matt Larkin. Someone from around the hockey world you'd like to sit down and just buy a cold one for. Who you got this week? Okay, I'm buying a bunch of cold ones. I'm buying an entire bar's worth around for the entire Anaheim Ducks roster because it took them until game number 20 to get their first regulation win of the season. Yowza! That's a double-take stat. That's how bad this team has been this year. And it makes me wonder if that win is going to be their high watermark and they should celebrate it. We saw Saudi Arabia in the World Cup. They beat Argentina. They declare a national holiday. So how about the Ducks declare a giant party because they got a regulation win and treat it like a holiday as well? I, I don't mind that at all. It's honestly one of the most stunning things of this regular season. I didn't even see the stat until like a week ago because you look at the standings and you're like, oh, the Ducks, they, they've won a few games here. What are they at on the year? I mean, before their first regulation, it's like, oh, they've won five times. And at one point, I think they were even like five and seven or five and eight. And it's like, oh, but they haven't won in regulation. It's like, oh my God, I had no idea things were going that poorly for Dallas Aikens and company. Uh, Matt, I'm going to buy a beer for two gentlemen, but they're tied together. The first is Sean Monahan, and the second is Kent Hughes. First of all, for Monahan, I mean, you think about everything he's kind of gone through over the last couple of years in Calgary, not being able to stay in the lineup. The team went on a playoff run to the second round last year, and he just kind of had to sit on the sidelines and watch that team do everything they did and win around in an emotional fashion against the Dallas Stars as well. We saw him embracing Johnny Goudreau after that OT winner, and then he had to watch Johnny Goudreau leave town. And, you know, you deal with those injuries. It's tough not being in the lineup. His play had fallen off a little bit. Then he gets traded to Montreal. And not that that's ever a market that you go to to have pressure relieved. But he seems to be making the most of it here. He's scoring at a 20-goal pace this season. He's looking, you know, a little bit like his old self once again. And the second part of this is for Kent Hughes, who got a first-round pick to take this guy off the Calgary Flames' hands. And now you sit there and look. He's number 18 on Frank Saravalli's trade targets board. And I'm sitting here going... All right, Ken Hughes, you got a first-round pick for just to take him in. If you retain half that salary, you might get another asset for this guy at the deadline. So I'm buying a beer for Sean Monaghan because it must feel good for him to be back playing at a strong level and just playing every night in the NHL. And for Ken Hughes, that is chef's kiss, some impeccable GMing. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. And it's crazy because sometimes it feels like Sean Monaghan is 35 years old because of what his body is endured. He's had so many surgeries. He has so much mileage for a player his age. But then you realize, wait, he's not even 30 years old yet. This is someone who maybe theoretically can get his career back on track and is still young enough to be a quick enough healer that maybe his best years are not totally behind him. And I agree all the way. I think, I don't know if it's going to be a first round pick, but maybe a contender wants a third line center that has a bit of offensive upside. And that's what, or the second round pick, something like that. Yeah, or even if you get a third team involved and all of a sudden Sean Monaghan maybe only costs a contender 1.5, 1.6 million against the cap. Bet you there'd be a handful of teams looking at that guy going, yeah, he can play in our bottom six on a postseason run. Uh, maybe Sean Monaghan is someone you're looking to pick up in your fantasy hockey league. So on that topic, let's bring in our friend Nick Alberga for some fantasy hockey talk. Mm -hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Always a pleasure to be joined by our friend Nick Alberga for some fantasy hockey talk delivered by DoorDash. Nick, I was just talking about Sean Monahan. He's a centerman who's having just a little bit of a bounce back year. But who are some other centers who uh, fantasy hockey owners should be keeping an eye on? Guys, great to be with you. It'd be phenomenal in my world if Sean Monahan found his way to Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. Very unlikely. Uh, but some center options here. Robert Thomas is a guy I'm looking at right now. We've talked. Uh, Almost ad nauseum about the St. Louis Blues, our expectations that they would turn things around. Well, it's come as of late, and so has the game of Robert Thomas, a four-game point streak, a goal and five apples, three power play points. He's centering Buchnevich and Cairo, and on PP1, so I would look there. Readily available right now on your waiver wire. So is Logan Couture of the San Jose Sharks. I know all the conversations have been about Eric Carlson, but Couture has been phenomenal lately. A five-game goal streak, seven goals in the past eight. And he's playing with Matt Nieto, uh, Nieto, excuse me, and Alex Barabanov, as well as power play one. So certainly looking in that direction too. And David Krejci, the, the veteran with the Boston Bruins, is really doing his thing throughout this season back in the National Hockey League, playing with Zaka and Pasternak, PP2, a four-game point streak, four goals, two assists, and three power play points. So certainly if you're looking for a center right now in fantasy hockey, uh, you'll be able to find one with uh, production right now. All right. Uh, I got another one for you, Nick. First, though, I want to say you're looking very fresh, very nicely groomed. Uh, I'm respecting it. Uh, I was already talking on the show about the Philadelphia Flyers feeling the wrath of Mr. Tortorella. They are, of course, in a free fall. But they did have some players that were yielding some reasonable fantasy value, especially Carter Hart. So if you have Flyers on your roster right now, should you be selling them? Has the window closed? Are you better off holding them? What do you think? So firstly, to answer your first question, I'm headed to Fort Lauderdale this weekend to do some scouting for All-Star Weekend. I'm calling it some scouting, but no, I'm just ripping down there for a couple of days with uh, Dave Panyota, who just guested on Leafs Morning Take, oh. by the way. So make sure to check out that episode. Great so guy. that's why. Yes, exactly. You got to get the haircut. You got to get the beard going. It's a full ensemble. I'm hitting the beach this weekend. The Flyers have hit the beach the last couple of weeks, uh, guys. I mean, it's it's been a disaster. I think this is more what we expected from this Flyers team. And let's not forget... They're depleted, right? Even Travis Konechny is down right now. I just don't see any tangible value in this team moving forward in terms of fantasy hockey. So I think if you have the opportunity to sell high, you know, maybe unlike an Anthony D'Angelo, I think is the only guy I'd maybe potentially buy low on right now. I know he's been struggling, but I think he's still a guy who produces quite a bit. 
uh, in terms of the back end and fantasy hockey, but definitely on the connecting front, other guys up front, I would be definitely looking to sell Owen Tippett's another guy I'd be interested in, but all in all, I'm staying away from the Philadelphia Flyers for rest of season purposes. Uh, let me throw Carter Hart your way then. I mean, that's a guy yeah. he's faced the second most rubber amongst all goalies in the NHL so far this season. Only John Gibson has faced more shots, but his numbers are unreal. If you're projecting mm-hmm. that that Flyers team is going to keep sliding, would you sell if you're a Carter Hart owner or do you keep him because with all that rubber he's going to face, maybe he keeps putting up respectable fantasy numbers? How would you handle Hart? Well, Ty, I think it depends on sort of your statistics in your fantasy league because I think you crunched the numbers. You looked the last little while I think Carter Hart's an impeccable goalie, has been the last couple of years, in my opinion. There's just nobody in front of him, sadly. I mean, you look at the last six appearances, 22 goals against. Um, I don't care what kind of fantasy league you're in. Uh, that, that's going to be strugglesome for your team to be uh, you know, successful. So I think to answer your question, I'd probably move him as quickly as I could. Uh, for fair value and the expectation that maybe you find a fantasy owner who's desperate for goaltending right now, even at the expense of grabbing a guy who is on a team that's lottery-bound, in my opinion. Thomas Shabbat made his return to the lineup uh, earlier for the Ottawa Senators. He's a guy who you know logs a ton of minutes. He's got six points in 14 games, though. How should fantasy owners be handling Thomas Shabbat? So selfishly, I brought this up because I am an owner of Thomas Shabbat, and he's just a guy year after year after year has just disappointed me beyond belief. And this year is no exception to that, by the way. When he was healthy in his first 14 games, three goals and three assists for a powerful Ottawa Senators team who we all said won the offseason, that's not going to do it for yours truly. So with that in mind, he's expected to come back um, you know, from a concussion today. I believe, against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the Sens went 1-4 and 0-5 games without him. I need Shabbat to take that next step. I need that power play to get clicking. I think you look at the exposure around him, guys like the Brinkett and Kachuk and Giroux. Like, there's a lot of offense in Ottawa. I, I need Shabbat as a fantasy owner to get to that next level in terms of production and be a guy who can be a consistent guy in the top 10 in terms of defenseman and fantasy hockey. Because I think he's been really, really inconsistent early on. But... Unfortunately, this has been a theme um, in his career, uh, Not you know, with exception maybe the first couple of years. As we know, he was more of a, a guy in the upper echelon of, of, of defensemen in fantasy hockey. But for some reason, again, given everybody around him, he's really, really struggled offensively. So I think this is a good time to maybe take a, take a peek here on Thomas Shabbat. Don't mind that at all. And always, the insight is fantastic with Nick Alberga. Fantasy Hockey Talk, delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where you can use that promo code GAMEDAY25 to get yourself 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Nick, thanks for your time, man. We'll chat again next week. My pleasure. I'll take a look this weekend and let you guys know for All-Star, okay? (laughs) All right, sounds good. My ask DFO question for Nick Alberga would be, how do I get on a plane to Florida with him? Because I would like to escape the cold here in Edmonton. Uh, No doubt about that. But we do have an actual inbox question from Scott, who writes in and says, is the Eastern Conference or Western Conference going to have more teams in the playoffs that had missed it the year before? Mr. Larkin, your take. I love the question, Scott. I'm going to zag and say neither because I'm seeing two in each conference. I like the New Jersey Devils. Of course, I think they're so far ahead that even if they regress, they're going to get into the playoffs. 
especially when you're seeing what's happening with Pittsburgh being so inconsistent. Washington is starting to implode. I like what the New York Islanders have shown. I think they're showing more of an offensive identity than I expected under Lane Lambert because I thought there was going to be just total continuity between Barry Trotz and him. So I think the Islanders are going to keep it going, especially with Elias Sorokin and Nett. And in the West... I've got Winnipeg getting in. I think they're sort of reborn, looking different under Rick Bonus, And of course, Vegas is way ahead, so I like them to get in. If we look at some other teams that are in right now, I do, I do think in the Atlantic, Detroit's going to get passed eventually by Florida. The Red Wings are better, but I, I just think there are better teams behind them right now. And same goes for Seattle. They've been a great story in the Pacific, but I still think Calgary and or Edmonton will leapfrog them. So two in each conference is my answer. Two in each conference. I, I, I was... I I, the, I have the same list of teams, obviously. You know, Vegas and New Jersey, they're absolute locks. I, I, I still wonder if the Islanders can keep up the goal scoring under Lane Lambert. I just look at this and go, okay, this is the, this is the same roster as last year. Are they really this much better offensively? Was last year bad luck? I'm a little torn on them. I'm going to say the West. I think I think Winnipeg has a better shot of sticking in than the Islanders does. I like their forward group more than the Islanders, and they both have elite goaltending. I'll float that question your way then. You said two each. Are you more confident in Winnipeg or the Islanders in terms of their ability to make the playoffs? Ooh, that's a great question. I think the Islanders, because something weird's going on in the Metro this year. I, I mean, I've been bearish on Pittsburgh from the start. Oldest team in the league, smallest team in the league. I've said that on the show before. They didn't really turn their roster over much, so I don't have confidence in them to be a dominant team this season at all. Washington, of course, I think they're starting to ride out into the sunset. We know Columbus has been a disaster. So I think the path for the Islanders is easier than what you get in the Central, which I think, despite, yes, of course, you've got Arizona-Chicago, but I think overall it's a more competitive division. So I like the Isles to be the team with the slightly easier path i mentioned a time machine for the devils to go forward i would imagine the washington capitals would like one to go backwards a little bit get a healthy nick backstrom in here get ov a couple of years ago as well not that his production's really fallen off but the or the capitals like you said feels like they're starting to hit that age curve a little bit with their core uh let's move along to our daily bet segment brought to you by points bet canada because we finally have hockey back on the schedule today after the league went dark on american thanksgiving and there are a lot of games that get going right away like within half an hour we have carolina facing off against the bruins there's four other afternoon games as well so let's jump into it courtesy of our friends at points bet canada i got picks for these afternoon games starting with calgary and washington where i have two shot props i'm keeping an eye on john carlson is set at two and a half paying minus 110 unreal price unreal payout this thing is hit in six straight and nine of his last 10 they should probably move the line up to three and a half but they're not so i'm hammering john carlson shot prop and also rasmus anderson's it's set at only one and a half, and granted, it's paying minus 160, but I love getting players at one and a half when the payout is anywhere around minus 150, minus 160, and he's hit this thing in four of his last five as well. So Rasmus Anderson and John Carlson are my two shot props for that Calgary-Washington game, and I love the over in Montreal-Chicago. Betting the over in, Hab in Habs games has actually treated me pretty well as of late. They've hit in three of their last four, and for the Blackhawks, while they've only hit the over in four of their last 10, it's actually been their four last games. Four in a row, the over has hit for them. Soderblom's going to get the start between the pipes for the Hawks. He's allowed nine goals against in his last two games. The Habs are averaging three goals four over their last five. I think these are two teams who should combine for a lot of goals this Black Friday as they face off at 2 o'clock Eastern. So there you go. Three plays tonight. The over in Montreal, Chicago, and a couple of Calgary, Washington defensemen to go over on their shot prop totals. And that brings us to garbage time, Mr. Larkin. What do you got today? 
I want to talk about DJ Smith, Tyler. We know that the Senators have underachieved this season. And yes, you can partially blame some injuries. Of course, we have Shabbat. He's been out for a while. And Cam Talbot got hurt. There's been a few different goaltending injuries. Josh Norris. But I still think you look at all the toys that Ottawa got. This team was supposed to be a lot better. 6-12-1 is not going to cut it. And I fear a Jeff Blashill syndrome with DJ Smith. And what I mean is you get a coach that's supposed to be, I call it a janitor coach, someone who's cleaning up during the dirty years when you're rebuilding. But if you leave that coach in there for too many seasons, it builds a losing culture. You get a core that's too used to losing. Detroit kept Jeff Blashill in there way too long, six losing seasons. We're already in, I think it's the fourth season now under DJ Smith. We're not getting results. And I know Pierre Dorian keeps coming forward in defense of DJ Smith, but sometimes... The message is just not getting through. You could use a new voice. And there's too much talent here being wasted in Ottawa. I don't, I, it's not like this is year one of the rebuild and they just drafted Tim Stutzley. You got to get moving here. That was the whole point of signing Claude Giroux and trading for Alex Dabrinkit. This team is supposed to be getting results this season and they're getting the exact opposite of that. I think you have to lay the blame at the feet of the coach because the GM gave you a whole bunch of new toys. This team should not be worse. This team should be better and it needs a new voice in the room. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. I mean, you you mentioned Giroux and Debrinket. How about a guy like Cam Talbot as well? He's put up good numbers, and yet his record is 1-5 since he got healthy. A lot of things not going well in Ottawa. And I wonder if maybe that, if a coach, if this is one of the situations where a coaching change would maybe even spark them a little bit this year. Like, wake up that young core a little bit and be like, oh, damn, like, we lost a guy his job. Like, we got to start playing better, you know? That's right. And there are certain myths in hockey that if you really dig into them, they're not true. The idea that a midseason coaching change produces a surge for almost any team is true. That's something that I dug into during my Hockey News days a few years back. There is a statistical correlation between bringing in a new, co a new coach and you get that surge. We saw it most recently, of course, really prominently with Bruce Boudreau last year. And almost the fact that the team has sort of gone in the tank with the same coach this year almost proves the point. It's the novelty factor, the fresh voice. It just lights a spark. And it's still early enough in the season that it's not too late. So to me, with DJ Smith, you either have to make the decision really soon, like I'm talking before the end of November, or you wait until next season. But there's still time to save this thing, in my opinion. Fair enough. I was around this time last year, late November, early uh, December, if you don't count Joel Quenville, that we saw our first coaching change in the NHL out in Vancouver. And that Canucks team played at like a 100-plus point pace after making that swap. So great points by you, Larkin. Great stuff throughout the entire show. And that is a wrap on this week's or this week's edition of the day, of Daily Faceoff Live. As always, shout out to our friends at DoorDash, PointsBet Canada, and our producer, Alex Allard. Frank will be back on Monday. We'll chat with you then. Have a good week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.